Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or a message to unlock that true grit. Once again, thanks and stay tuned. Hey guys, I am so excited about this interview today with Ryan Rizuki. Why? Today we talk training after your season. So what you have to work on to get better for next season. We talk weights. We talk training plyometrics, calisthenics. We talk cardio training. We talk recovery. We talk clean eating and food. But not only do we talk basketball. So stay tuned, guys. I hope you guys love the show. Thanks. So, Ryan, we've been having a pretty cool discussion on being a specialist versus being an all-around player. Can you elaborate and tell me what your thoughts are on that? So I would say it's definitely a situational thing based on player to player. Personally, obviously, if you're young and, and you have the time to put in the work and you can become an all-around player, I would highly advise to. I mean, you'd like to learn how to post up, how to drive, how to pull up mid-range, how to score from all three levels, obviously deep threes, whatever it is. And then obviously defensively, you got to be able to play on both sides of the floor, guard anybody, you know, one through five if you can, depending on your size. But personally, I love all around. If maybe this is already your junior year or you're kind of late into your season or whatever it may be or, or into your career, it might be better for you to be a specialist so you can dominate that role. So as you train, if you're young enough and you have the potential to be an all-around player based on your body size and your personnel um, or who you have a chance to work with, you know I would highly advise to get in the gym and make sure that you can dribble both hands, finish with both hands, knock down deep threes, but also be able to post someone up or take it to the basket, um, be able to pull up from mid-range. So you have no weaknesses, essentially. You can go both ways. You can go right, left, left, right, step back in both directions, pretty much do everything. Fade away if you need to, lean, and you turn around, play defense, and you can guard anybody on the floor. Okay, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Now, me also being a coach, I mean, but I coach on a different scale. You Mm -hmm. do strictly skills. I do more of a team aspect. Now, for me... I get, and and this is just me thinking, you know, as a normal person, I see it as, okay, not every team is going to have every kid that's going to be deadly like that. Mm -hmm. Not every kid is going to be great on defense, a great shooter, a great uh, passer, a great guy that's going to take the ball to the rack. Uh, So for me, I look at certain horsemen on my team and say, okay, these few guys are definitely deadly at taking the ball to the hoop. Mm -hmm. So... If that's what you're capable of doing, either execute and learn more moves and more efficient moves or step back and start working on your jumper on okay. offseason. Because I don't think that you can get all of that done by by the time of the next season. That's just me being mm-hmm. me. So in that aspect, like, for instance, my son, he's not a great defensive player, but he does try. But you know what? He is a great shooter. 
Yeah. And he really is. And, you know, for his age, I, I think he's a, a good shooter. So for me, I'm constantly working on his jump shot. And I'm constantly working off off the jabs, um, off the catch, you know, uh, two dribble pull, different things to make him absolutely deadly. At shooting. At shooting right now. So in my aspect, I, I just think it's kind of rough to see a kid – by the time of next season, because you think about it, season's ending. All of a sudden, it's just like knocking at your door that the season's about to start. Yeah. And it depends, obviously, if you play club ball versus just, you know, sitting out in the summer and training the whole time. Right. But there are still opportunities to prioritize that training and, and that development in your areas that you need to focus on and certain deficiencies you have. So, you know, if you really can't go left, you got to work on it. Absolutely. Whether it's at practice or scrimmages or games or pickup or even just by yourself, you've got to hone in on certain skills. If you can't shoot beyond 15 feet, you've got to work on that because now you're guarding yourself from out there. So, yes, you know, I agree with you. New moves, better moves, attack the basket. You know, be extra good at what you're already good at. Be phenomenal at it. But I don't think it's possible to be an amazing scoring or amazing offensively if you can't do everything. And obviously you've seen players... Certain guys like Kyle Korver who can light it up on certain nights, but if, oh, his, if his shot's not falling, then what? Yeah, no, and I get that. I I absolutely get what you're saying. Where you know, if your shot's not falling, well, then what are you going to do? I mean, you better Stuck. hope you can either take the ball to the rack. He's not or, a playmaker. Okay, right? You can't get a shot up. Then what? I mean, sit down because you can't play. So I, I'm personally, I would say then, all right, learn how to be a playmaker. Attack the basket, make some nice passes. If you don't know how to pass with both hands, work on passing with both hands. You know, and, and then, oh, shoot, my shot's not falling today. I'm going to post someone up today, or I'm going to go to the basket. But I can still get a pump fake off because normally I have a good shot, so people still got to respect it. Or whatever it may be, maybe you're not making any layups today, so you start knocking down some jumpers because you have that all-around game. Right. But So let's say you take a group of boys that you train. Say, say you take your high school squad okay. that you train, yep. and you have a... A good following. So do you work, say, say for three weeks, do you guys work strictly attacking the hoop? Um, the next few weeks, you work on nothing but uh, mid-range jump shots or long-distance threes. And then the next week, you might work on more, uh, you know, obviously, um, like you said, uh, you know, making plays, playmaking, you know, yep. driving to the hole, kicking, uh, working on some deed. Is that what you do? Do you break it down in weeks or do you literally break it down like today we're just working strictly offhand stuff I, tomorrow we're going to work strictly shooting i break it off into days because i don't see them every single day okay so normally what we'll do is today we'll work on you know maybe today we're working on shooting off a screen or okay. uh, or different footwork and different pull-ups and and we'll get a couple counters down so my philosophy in training is is we work on concepts and skills and as much as i want to get reps in we just don't have the gym time to get in hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of reps so I'll teach them a concept. Here's the move, right? Maybe it's inside foot, outside foot, pull up. And then next time you have an up and under or reverse or whatever it may be, you have different counters for it. And then it could be half spin, fade away. And, and obviously all these boys are talented enough to do that. So we'll work on those skills. Maybe they don't get it that day, but they learn how to do it. It looks correct. They right. know what they're doing. They just can't make every shot yet. So I expect them to go home and for the next two, three days until I don't see them, keep working on it. Rep, 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 rep on their own. And keep getting up those shots until they come back next week. They got it. It's honed. We work on the next skill. Um, but it's just not something I can take the time to work on a thousand reps and be a specialized player 
on that one move. Like, maybe you're phenomenal at dribble pull-ups. Right. But if one defender's guarding you and can't let you get it off, what's your counter to it? So that's right. why I'd rather just teach the whole concept. Here's the move. Here's the, the counter to it. And then they can work on the reps outside on their own. Absolutely. Okay. So how about if we're doing training? Obviously, we're training versus basketball training. So you're, you're weight training. You're doing plyometrics. You're doing calisthenics, recovery, uh, hydration. What do you think about that? It's necessary. You need it, obviously. There's, there's absolutely no point in just training for basketball if your body's not ready for it. Typically, I'll say that there's at least, at least three things, um, not including intangibles. But you need to have, be athletic. You gotta have skill and you gotta have IQ. So, I mean, if you got, there are players who've made it in the league, like Paul Pierce, who are skilled, have great IQ, but not athletic. At all. At all. But it could really, really help your entire skill set if you can work on all those things. And eating right is gonna help that. Oh, Um, I think eating right. Conditioning is gonna help that. Absolutely. I think eating right is huge. Uh, A lot of kids do not eat right. One thing I talk about all the time with you and all my other kids, I always talk about food. I love to eat. But I love to eat good food. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I do like to have a donut here and there. <laughs> but, you know, I think five to six days out of the week, you should eat really well. I really do. Yeah. Do, do I think you're allowed a cheat day or cheat day here and there? Two days? Sure. Why not? I don't think it's going to hurt you. Yeah. But I do think staying hydrated is huge for, um, you know, not getting hurt. But when it comes to training other than basketball, I do really think conditioning is huge and i was a huge guy on conditioning i always talk to you about that i was huge at um not only you know a long distance run but i i used to time myself in the mile a three mile i used to do constantly sprinting i was always jump roping you know i might have over conditioned i don't i don't think that's a term anymore but i mean i would be on the basketball court and literally we'd be in the fourth quarter and their kids literally in second gear because they're absolutely yeah. tired and half of those players were way better than me yeah and they were my teammates but i was literally pushing them out of the way to go help them defend somebody because i was like the energizer money i just had so much conditioning that's just something that was so, gutted into me that was easy i loved it conditioning is a tough one and it depends how you do it whether it's personal or team for a team, I would never advise to use your gym time to run because it's so valuable that you have to work on Absolutely. certain basketball skills. 100%. So, I agree with I, you I'm, there. I'm completely against like a whole bunch of suicides and 16s, <laughs> and I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's the biggest waste of time right. when, when you could be teaching basketball skills. Like If your kid sucks and has a terrible jumper, why would you use your gym time to run? I mean, that's something yeah. that... you know, Work if they on care, that, Jay. If they care enough, you know, obviously they'll have to do that. If they don't care enough, then they just shouldn't play basketball or maybe they just do it for recreation or fun or whatever it is. But obviously different people have different goals. Plyos. Now, you know, like calisthenics and plyometrics versus uh, lifting weights. I'm a huge guy at lifting weights. Obviously I'm a lot older now though. But I would say for high school kids, some lifting weights is okay, but I'm huge on the plyometric Mm -hmm. calisthenics. I mean, here we are. Uh, you have a great group of boys that you train, but you know what? When we go to these camps and we, we're doing certain drills like, say, core, abs, um, which are two completely different things. Not everybody knows that, obviously. And doing plyometrics, calisthenics, I see these kids struggle and I look at them and I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. That, to me, irritates me because, yes, they are in basketball shape. Yes, they are good, but I think... 
Why be good when you can be great? I agree. I think it's just a lack of knowledge, a lack of information, um, and also being lazy, you know, for one. But not a lot of people understand the importance of it. And not a lot of people have actually seen or are... They're not exposed to it. Not a lot of okay. people are exposed to how important it is. Or, or, living a, or they're able to see someone who does all that stuff and then see the results from it. They have the internet. Everybody has a smartphone. No, they do. But it's about searching it. So people aren't exposed to that. Oh, shoot, I got to eat right. I got to work on my core. I got to work on my abs. They don't see that part of it. What they see on TV is Steph Curry dribbling two balls. So he's working on his two ball dribbling. They're like, all right, cool. I got to work on my handle, too. They see him pulling up for you know 30 foot threes. They think they got to work on that. They don't see him in the weight room putting in work. But you know he does. You're going to tell me he doesn't? I never said he doesn't. He does. But does Absolutely. everyone know that? Does everyone think that's the important part that you got to work on? Right. I get what you're saying there. I think, you know, if you're going to be in the off season, you need to do all the little things. Mm-hmm. You have to enjoy the, the process. Yeah, yeah you have to enjoy the process. And the process isn't just getting in the gym and putting up shots or getting in the gym and doing a thousand reps on dribbling. I definitely do feel that, you know, obviously the the training, the the running, the conditioning, the plyos, all of that helps. I think the conditioning part of it can be incorporated in the basketball part. So yes. maybe maybe if you're working on your pull-ups, why not run up and down full court and work on your pull-ups oh, instead absolutely. of staying on one side? Oh, that's huge. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? So you can get your conditioning and kill two birds with one stone there. Right. But as far as the plyometrics and, and the calisthenics, like that's something really extra that you have to do. And, it's all about functioning muscles. It's explosive training versus yeah. just lifting weights, and that's more static. Absolutely. Functioning muscle stuff. Yeah. You know, being explosive and being able to use three or four different parts of your mm-hmm. body, big parts of muscles, and ex- making them all work together t- for a big explosion is huge. Yeah. I think that's going to get you so far in the game. Yep. And, and obviously, different players got to work on different things. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you talked about your son and my brother, for instance. So he plays, he's great, skilled, IQ. Phenomenal but, shooter. But unfortunately, his body's just not matured enough yet. So we took the entire offseason after his season. Um, and instead of working on all the skills, which which we still got our reps in and we worked on our skills, but we focused mostly on his body. So, you know, if he could have scored four or five to, you know, maybe, maybe like eight points a game, knocking out a couple threes and a, and a free throws or whatever it is, now it's jumped up to knocking down 20 to 30 points because he's worked on that athleticism, which that was his deficiency. So now he jumps, you know, six, seven inches higher than he used to. That's great. He's, you know, another second quicker than he was before. So defensively and, and offensively, he's making huge strides, not because of the skill set, but because now he can do things that he knew how to do, but his body wasn't capable of before. Right, right. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay, guys. Well, that's all I have. That's all for today. All right, guys. Stay tuned for more, and we will see you next time. Peace.